today we're going to talk about faith in the military. One day I was having to correct a young airman kind of severely, you know, and uh, when it was done, a guy that outranked me pulled me aside and he was stunned by the fact that I, I didn't yell and scream or threaten and still managed to get done what needed to be done by not doing it's like I, not like I did something to stand out it's mm-hmm. things that I didn't do or say that really stood out, stood out. Him. that's really cool of his that was it <laughs> so wow. i mean it doesn't happen for everybody but no 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 you know, he was definitely not a lifer so anyway <laughs> well i want to thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the bridge podcast we are here with pastor jim dorton how are you pastor jim i am doing well thank you it's great to see you today and i think you are uh, ideally equipped to help us through this next topic mark dickey is here mark how are you hello i'm good good to see you too i'm andrew jackson and the director of marketing at the bridge we're not joined by bill and denise and that's okay sometimes we step out on our own and um, i think that for a few people this is going to be an ideal episode today we're going to talk about faith in the military okay, can i ask one quick question first yeah sure yeah bill and denise are here but do they know we're here or is this kind of rogue? No, no, this is not a rogue mission. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. We're totally on mission. I asked if we could have <laughs> Pastor Jim on the podcast, and they said, no. No way. <laughs> and I said, we got to get this recorded now, Mark. It's got to be now or never. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, the podcast is actually sponsored. I don't know if you knew that, Jim. Uh, it's a group called Boardwalk Plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, the Boardwalk Plaza is just steps from the beach. They actually have breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Victoria's Restaurant. And you can sit right on the boardwalk, essentially. I, I've, I've eaten there. I've not stayed at the hotel. Got it. Perfect. Yep. Yep. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's very the, nice. The meals are they are wonderful. So if you want to check them out or make a reservation, visit boardwalkplaza.com. Now, Jim, I said that you were you know an ideal person for this podcast, Faith. In the military. I have never served in the military. I thought maybe I wanted to at one point. It didn't work out that way. Mark, uh, you've done a lot of time, but that was prison, right? Not the military. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's where he and I met. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. No, my dad was in the Air Force, but um, but he was he finished with, he was done with that before I was born. So, gotcha. So we, we've kind of got it, but I don't have the, yeah. You didn't move around a lot like a military kid, no. the, you know, and from base to base. But Jim... Jim, you've been in the military. Yep. What uh, what branch of the military did you serve in? What what you know? What did you do in your time of service? What what time period was it? I was in uh, the Air Force from 1987 until 2007. Wow. Uh, Twenty years and yeah. four days. Uh, <laughs> not that I'm counting, but you you, <laughs> you, uh, you have to retire on the first day of the month. Okay. So you have to go past your the point of you where you enlisted and then oh, to the first I of the see. month. So, okay. Uh, that's why it's easy to remember. Uh, I was um, what they call an avionics technician and worked on instruments, autopilot, that kind of things on wow. a, a multitude of different airplanes um, and uh, was uh, fortunate to also have some other related jobs. Uh, I was an instructor for six years where I taught other people how to do that work. Okay. Um, I was what they called an expediter on the flight line, which meant we kind of managed the maintenance that was going on. And, mm. and uh, so uh, all related to maintenance. Uh, but right. uh, it was um, it was just uh, like I say fortunate to be able to to try some different things. Very cool. Now the bridge broadcasts on Delmarva, and we have a major Air Force base here, Dover Indeed. Air Force Base. Did you spend your time at Dover, or did you move around? Uh, I was stationed at Dover twice, mm-hmm. uh, eight of twenty years okay. I did at Dover, and including the, our last hitch, and that's where I retired out of. Yeah, mm-hmm. very yeah. cool. 
Wow. And I guess you, you like you said, multiple aircraft. What was your favorite aircraft to work on? I would say the C-5. Yeah. Um, that's the big one. The, that's big, the big one. Big one. <laughs> Supply missions overseas. Um, right. All right. sorts of support, airlift, anything that needs to be. It's the 18-wheeler of the sky. Got it. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> Have you ever been in one of those? I, no, I'm not. No. Oh, you've got to go up sometime when they're doing a, a tour at the Air Force Base. Um, man, they are fascinating. They're massive. You would, it blows your mind how big they are. And you think this never, ever is this going to get off the ground. Right. I see them flying over the station. Right. And I'm like, that that shouldn't be there. Right. It's just, just kind of hovering there. <laughs> yeah. With a yeah. full load, they can carry 300,000 pounds of fuel. Wow. So just give you a, a clue of what kind of weight's flying that's, over your head up there. It's, that's and, ridiculous. And like yeah. six uh, Greyhound buses. And yeah, I mean, there's just the, the cargo capacity is tremendous. Isn't that neat? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So what motivated you to join the military? What was, uh, you know, what, how did that kick off? I was actually a little, a uh, little older, uh, mm-hmm. when I joined the military than, than would be typical. Uh, I was already married with a child and I had done uh, just, a, a, a number of different jobs and I uh, was looking for something, um, uh, steady and stable. And, and to be honest, something that I thought my, um, my son at the time, one child would, would grow up and re- respect. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, we had, um, uh, my dad did one uh, stitch in the military and, um, and several of my uncles. So we have military in our family. My older brother mm-hmm. had done uh, four years in the Navy during Vietnam. So uh, it was in our family and just felt the call to do that. Good. Well, that's, now, you were married with a child. So that, like, did you have to, like, leave for boot camp and do yeah. spend a lot of time away from family getting started? Absolutely. I did the first um, um boot camp away uh, from them and then off to the technical training. Uh, part of the way through that, I was allowed to bring my family. Uh, we mm. were at uh, Chanute Air Force Base, Illinois for technical training. And um, that was a nine-month school. So they were able to come about halfway through that, which was oh, cool. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that helped. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a good perspective to have. Um, you worked outside of the military before uh, before your call to go I did. Uh, to, to enlist. And then you were trained on the avionics and and that's where you you know that's where you right, served right. that's the work that you did but right. we were talking earlier and um and i would imagine you know were you were you grounded in your faith before going into the military um no um okay. i mean i was raised in the church mm-hmm. and then had um had strayed and was mm-hmm. not um not walking with god uh during that time and actually it was um a good friend at our first duty station that uh that kind of brought us back to the church cool and uh he he saw that as something that was important in his life and, and he right. did share that with with some of the troops that worked with him and and so that was uh the beginning of a, of a of a beautiful beautiful thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah well and to see you know where you are now you're the pastor of three stones church in mm-hmm. dover delaware um you're an active board member at the bridge right and um you know we're i know that we're thankful to have you here at the beginning of every fundraiser you come in and you pray with us that's not the only thing you do with us right. but i know that those prayers mean a lot to the encouragement and the strengthening of the team heading into that you know that vital time period for us um but you know so so then working outside of the military and in in the civilian world where most of our listeners are probably you know at home they're out doing their their job in their normal workforce and a lot of times uh you know we're encouraged to share our faith with other people right in the workplace sure at our hobbies or at our community activities or you know in in the grocery store line wherever it may be where we are encouraged to share our faith but you and I were talking earlier and and you were sharing how that can be 
there can be some hurdles to that in the military. Sure. Um, there are some similarities, like you say, like you, you, know, you have a job, you go to, go to work. Uh, as a Christian, you are expected to, to share the gospel with, with folks. Um, and like other jobs, there are some restrictions on, on things that you do, and you always have to kind of keep those things in check, knowing that the Holy Spirit will guide you if you're, if you're faithful to mm-hmm. him. Uh, but there are some things in the military that make it a little different, the sense of mission, for one. Uh, so there's a sense of unity that is something um, outside of your Christian faith, but it's, it's vital hmm. to, to um, accomplishing the mission that, mm-hmm. that, the, that the military has given you. Uh, and also the amount of time like so if you um if you work as a plumber or you work as a teacher or you work at Walmart mm-hmm. you know you see your coworker you go home sure and then mm-hmm. you know the weekends you're away from them and vacation time and all that uh someone that you uh, as a coworker in the military you may deploy with them um be sharing a hotel room or sleeping in a tent with them uh working 12 or longer hour shifts side by side with them. And so it just, it changes that dynamic a little bit and it, it can be beneficial, but I think you have to really always be prayerful about how you share your faith uh, and always um, just kind of be cognizant of who you are Mm -hmm. and how God has particularly gifted you, but also the person that you're with and what they may be dealing with at the time. They're Mm -hmm. also away from their family without that spiritual support. If they're not a Christian, they're not, they're not dealing with that the same way you are. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, do any stories come to mind? Anything uh, like this gentleman who, you know, kind of rekindled your faith uh, or called you back, you know, um, where were you, you and Kathy is your mm-hmm. wife. Right. Where were you and Kathy at at that time? Was this in Indianapolis, you said? No, no, we were in, we were in South Carolina. Okay. Uh, we uh, were stationed at Shaw Air Force Base and just kind of, you know, bumping along, being you know young parents and mm-hmm. and um, figuring out this military thing. It was our first station, and and um, so you know you go through your basic training, go through your technical training, and then you enter what they call the real Air Force, right? So you you mm-hmm. actually go to work with, and you're not in a training status. And so you um, you know we were just kind of bouncing along, and and you know my um, shop chief invited us to go to church, and gotcha. um, okay. we thought, well, sure. That would be a good thing to do. We both used to go to church. Mm-hmm. And we had a little boy, and we thought it'd be good to take him to church. And it was just as casual as that. He didn't layer yep. any pressure on. He didn't nope. say, you know, everybody on my team goes to church. You're going to church, boy. Right. Right. And, and, and he didn't. He didn't favor. Yes, drill sergeant. Right. <laughs> right. 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 He did not favor. You know, people in our shop as that he supervised. People that went to church or didn't. It didn't have anything to do with with uh, um, mm-hmm. you know the workplace. But good. he just made an offer and. Uh, um, we actually ended up not at the church that he attended. We visited a few times, and and uh, but we we moved around and ended up in a in a different church. That's great. But it was definitely the beginning, um, yeah, of of your faith journey now. Right. So that's right. very cool. Um, now you had mentioned th- that working beside someone, living with them when you're on deployment, and I my mind just went to Mark and I like stuck in a tent in the middle of a desert and we're still having to pull together this show and I'm freaking out right now. Like I couldn't deal with Mark. That that's much. exactly what the military <laughs> right. is like. I'm sure that's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, it's just like that. Right. <laughs> you can right. see I have like no perspective, <laughs> but, um, but that would be a lot of stress to be taken completely out of what you're used to, the routines you're used to, the family that says supported you and now be thrown in thrust into this other family that you must get along with because you've got, like you said, a mission to accomplish, work to do, and 
and you've still got to live, you know, just right. your normal daily routine. That's a lot of, there's a lot of stressors there. Yeah. So, if, you're, if you're in, if you're in Asia, if you're in the Middle East, it's not like you're just going to get up and go home. Right. You know, you're good. You're going to be there. And so, um, you have to be who you are in Christ, right? So, so I'm not saying that there's one blanket way that you should be, but you do have something as a Christian in those stressful situations that the mm. other people don't have. Okay. And so, so often, and, and this is true outside the military as well. I just think it may be intensified there so often just by living as a Christian, being a kind and gentle person, hmm. uh, um, and, and treating other people with respect and uh, doing all those things then opens the door uh, hmm. for for a conversation to be had. But you you have something, and you have to remember that uh, you have the Holy Spirit with you, and you mm -hmm. have you know the, the 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 words that that the Holy Spirit in, inspired Paul to write that you know I've learned in all circumstances right to wow. be content. Yep. And so mm -hmm. um, whether it's you know um, you know I can't speak for someone who's a, a combat veteran because I never served that way. But even there, uh, if you're a Christian, you have something that other people don't have. And, mm -hmm. and um, you remember the, the old song, Shine? Right, you know, yeah. Um, yep. Show make, them what you've got. Make right? them wish that they were not That's on the right. outside looking in, right? So, uh, Cue I, I, the song, Mark. <laughs> so I've actually never heard of that song. Can oh, you, no. Are you serious? Can you spell out the lyrics? Well, Don't it has something, something to do with a vegetarian barbecuing a hamster. I remember that line. That part I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but, a good line. But basically, it was it, it, it was it was the idea that that life inside of of the Christian faith should look so good. We should we should be so content. We should be right. happier in general. Uh, we should be living a life of such utter peace that people on the outside should want to come in. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. And um, you know, again, that's true in many many places. But gosh, on a, on a military deployment. Where there's mm -hmm. you're away from your wife, you're away from your children, you're away from your husband, whatever that situation may be. Um, you're tired because you're working long shifts. You don't have you don't have the stuff you need to do the job like you typically have at back at your home station. You're, you're right. missing tools or equipment or parts, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. there's this added added stuff, and um, hmm. and as a Christian, you you bring something to that that other people don't have. And if you'll remember that, I think it can you know, the Holy Spirit will use that. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you have every reason to not be in a good mood, every reason to, to lash out, but choosing to stand firm in that faith that you have and Absolutely. hope that your do you call them coworkers? Sure. Um, mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> hope yeah. that they are seeing the way that you're responding right. in those situations. Right. And and the mm -hmm. truth is over my time, not just deployments, but even at, at home station, um, that was most often the way conversations were opened with others. It was just mm -hmm. because um, you just tried to treat people well in general um, it, as much as possible and try to keep, uh, um, let the Holy Spirit come through and in the way I reacted to things and um, the stresses that I had. And, and it does, it just, you just appear differently. I was telling Andrew mm -hmm. earlier that um, it was still the military, right? So one day I was having to, correct a young airman um mm -hmm. kind of severely you know and mm -hmm. uh when it was done a guy that outranked me pulled me aside and he was stunned by the fact that i i didn't yell and scream or threaten or use any four-letter words mm -hmm. and still managed to get done what needed to be done mm -hmm. and that was a by not doing it's like I, not like i did something to stand out it's mm -hmm. things that i didn't do or say 
that really stood out. Stood to out. Him. That's really cool. Yeah, that yeah. is really cool, and and it was effective with with that particular in that case. Yeah. 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 Good. So then that's that's being deployed. What about the change when someone comes home? I mean, um, whether they, uh, you know, carry their faith with them on deployment and it helped to sustain them. Um, when they come home, things change again. Their routine is probably tossed out, uh, the routine that they were used to anyway. Sure, um, sure. And, and maybe the home life, maybe they've set up their own routine since you've been gone. Uh, and Absolutely. here you are, you're being injected back into the family life back into, you know, maybe a school routine or a, you know, who knows what. Right. And right. um where where does where does someone coming back home uh find strength and and to to make that transition again? So sure, and and in my 20 years, I was really blessed. I didn't have any of those, you know, year-long deployments. Mm-hmm. That that didn't happen, but I saw plenty of them. Mm-hmm. And and you're absolutely right that when one spouse is gone, the other um, take care of things. So let's say they have two or three children and, and they've got the soccer practices and the, mm-hmm. the school plays and all that stuff. And they're, they, they settle into a routine to manage all those things. And they're used to, you know, getting up a certain time, getting the kids to bed at a certain time. This is the day we do laundry and this is the day I go for groceries. Cause that's what I that's have what to do. Works get to this. get through. Yeah. And then the person comes home and, um, you know, they've been in a very, military situation where things were done a very specific way. And, and, and sometimes those things don't blend together well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's difficult in, in, in any circumstance. Where I think our faith helps is to, in that circumstance, put Christ first. Mm-hmm. In that circumstance, not put my routine or you put your routine, uh, put put that idea that, that uh, the that we're suitable helpmates for each other. There you go. Okay. Uh, that um, that our our goal here is to live a a spirit filled marriage that reflects uh, Christ well, and put those things at top, and then say, mm-hmm. okay, now how do we need to adjust to to get to this? Right. Rather than get caught up on the on the minutiae or the, the, well, my routine's different than your routine. And right, right. Well, we've got to have it just this way. You and, know. and remembering pretty quickly that that rank you wear. Right. It doesn't mean anything at home. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You're not the commander at the house. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the number one thing. <laughs> number one. Yeah. yeah. So um, do you, th- I'm just going to throw you out there under the bus. Do any verses stick out? Like, do you read the Bible differently having that experience? Like, is there is there pieces of scripture that like just you really held on to um, in your time in the military? I, I don't know that it would be like military specific scriptures, but I do think that there are things like one of the most I think often misused um, verses of scripture is that Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, there's even though it's misused often, there's great truth in that. And I think when it comes to the things like, um, I, I can be humble. Like we usually think that mm. as being a big, mm-hmm. powerful thing. You know, I can, I can, I, right, I can score the power. I, I can over, do big things. Sometimes mm-hmm. that I think that means I can do all things that Christ has given me to do. Mm-hmm. Wow, I can do those things. He gives me strength <laughs> to do those things. That means that I can, I can, I, I can, can do the difficult. I can humble, humble myself, right? I <laughs> right. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's 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 one verse that uh, I think is was helpful and and still is. I've been out now for a number of years, but uh, that still is helpful to remember it that way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's cool. 
We've got a lot of listeners to the podcast and, of course, uh, on air that are not in the military, mm-hmm. even though we serve, you know, the, uh, the station serves the Dover Air Force Base. Um, and we've got military listeners. I remember uh, we had someone who was stationed in Okinawa and they would email in every now and then, which was really cool. Um, I knew I knew them. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it was fun to hear from them yeah. when they were. So but um, but we've got a lot of listeners who are not in any way associated with the military, haven't had time in the military. Um, they might only have a passing understanding of what it means to be a military family or be an active service member. What could someone who's listening uh, that's not in the military do to be an encouragement or or to strengthen someone who's in the military who's maybe either, um, you know, coming to discover their faith as a military member or is wrestling with having to do their duty and uphold their faith? Um, you know, or they're in that transition deployment or coming home, what can someone outside of the military do from the faith community to support that person? I would say starting off by developing relationships uh, with with anyone that you have the opportunity to do that with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking very specifically about Dover Air Force Base and this community, because uh, different military situations are are quite different. I had to visit once, for example, Fort Sill, Oklahoma. It's an army base that is way out in the middle of nowhere, and they are like, completely self-sufficient hmm. you can live there and never go to town wow um hmm. uh, but like at dover air force base the people are very much part of the community there are schools on base but they're part of the local school district okay uh, um so it's it's they're not as separated out uh, the the people that live in base housing is the vast base housing is the vast minority oh most, okay most people that live live in, in the a neighborhood like yours neighborhood yeah a, uh, rent or buy a house hmm. uh, next door to you so I think part of it would be to recognize at first that um, they're out of their element, they're not from here, and they're trying desperately to to be part of a of mm-hmm. a community. So, so if it's a uh, different than a young single GI, but for for a family that's here, that they are they have all the struggles that every other family has, uh, but then they also uh, probably don't have grandparents or aunts or mm-hmm. uncles or cousins or sisters huh. nearby to to help with things. So, you know, I remember when our when our children were born. You know, and we had another child. So, what do you do with your child when mm-hmm. you're going to the wife with your uh, going to the hospital with your wife? Uh, that's a little more extreme, but 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 things like that. They don't often have uh, you know that support built in, family support yeah. network. Yeah, yeah. So just so often, just being being uh, being friends with with folks. And again, I think it's one of those things that will open opportunities and to share your faith. But um, you know, that to figure out what it is that they may need because of their individual struggles. So, you know, it's like when you and I were talking earlier, uh, don't necessarily assume needs, um, mm. you know, that, that there might be, a, 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 say, one parent's deployed and another parent's at home and they have those two or three or four children. Um, some parent may um, really need you to come and watch their kids for a little while and they need a little break to get out and go do something. Right. Some may not be open to that, but you could maybe run that errand for them. You know, do that. So I think just kind of just like you would with anybody else, you know, just um, really reacting to their needs and not, not rather so- than just steamrolling in and saying, I know what you need. Here's right. I, I'm going to watch the kids. You go do your thing. Right. And meanwhile, she doesn't want to leave her kids. Right. So, you know, it's that's her solace. Right. Yeah. And if they're, yeah. if they're especially if they're new in the area and they're not. Right. You know, like you may be perfectly safe, but, you know, I don't I don't know. you. I don't know. you, Right. right? <laughs> but I feel pretty good about you, you know, um, heading to the PX. Right. Right. And picking something up for me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And so the so locally here, 
um, so the, the the kids that go to school uh, only only mostly there are some school choice in but mostly the kids mm-hmm. that go to school are the ones that live on the base so other military kids will go to their neighborhood schools mm-hmm. um, and, and up around over in that area in that district they end up at the at the local middle schools and high school mm-hmm. that that every other every other child goes to and so um, um, but they're often they may then have to leave in the middle of their junior year yeah that yeah. kind of thing we have a we have a family leaving our church um, in, in December right. and uh, and so you may have kids coming in in, in January and you mm-hmm. know um, when, when we moved back here one of one of uh, one of my sons was a freshman in high school and freshman in high school is tough no matter where you are mm-hmm. but when you don't know anyone and all yeah. that and yeah. so you know it was a young man from a family church who was a couple years older that come sit at my table at the cafeteria and those oh, kind of things, great. you know, yeah. that, that just, they're, they're, these are not big earth shattering things. No, but it's different than, but they mean the world. Always, always keeping people at arm's length because you don't know how long they'll be here. Right. You know? Right. And I think that would be the easy response. Right. Right. Like, yeah. well, you just got here in January. My last friend just left. You're probably not going to stick around. I'm not even going to bother getting close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just overcome that, you know, toss that fear out the window and, and maybe embrace that person because right. they're in transition too. So, right. yeah. Is there anything that you maybe thought that you would, like w- when we invited you to do this podcast on faith in the military, right. is there something that, that maybe you thought of that came to mind immediately that maybe we haven't talked about yet? Uh, one thing, absolutely. And that is... Um, a lot of people, a lot of church groups, uh, they want to do something to support the troops that are overseas. Mm. Um, and um, that, that's great. And if you can work through the USO or another organization that kind of knows what's going on and knows what those needs are and, and you know, you bake cookies or you pack socks or those kind of things, mm-hmm. um, quite often those those needs are, are, are met pretty much. Um, but the, the airmen that are at Dover Air Force Base today mm. – um, probably got back recently or are leaving recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, there is support needed here uh, wow. that helps them when they go. So the, the, the socks and the cookies and all those things are wonderful, but that you know, building someone up spiritually and helping them prepare to go mm-hmm. is huge. But also, um, so supporting the, the folks that are here, but also the families of those who are gone. And so I think from anything from um, you know, maybe offering to cut somebody's grass, uh, mm-hmm. to, to run those errands, to do those things, to, to realize, you know, how difficult it is sometimes with you and your spouse to organize the pickup and drop off of kids for their activities. Well, you drop that down to one because the spouse is deployed. So, you know, maybe just looking for, again, not earth shattering things, but, but small opportunities. If you know that there's a, um, a mom for a kid on your, on your kid's soccer team that you notice they've got other kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, could I pick, your child, would it be helpful if I dropped them off at home? You know, do you have some place? Do you want? Do you need to go home and cook dinner? I could bring your child home. Just just little things like that because yeah. they are out in the community, you know, just with the rest of us. And so I think I'm not saying we shouldn't want to help people who are gone, mm-hmm. but there's a lot to be done right here in our mm-hmm. backyard. Right. So C five full of cookies, maybe not the best idea. <laughs> there you go. But if you want to do something like that, I would. There's other ways, but I, I couldn't recommend the USO more highly cool. you can you can call them and they can you know, they are the subject mm. matter experts yeah 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 on 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 doing that so on connecting the military members in need to the people right. who can serve them best yep, absolutely well pastor jim thank you so much for joining us i mean it's been great to look into your history find out how you you know 
both grew your faith while you're in the military and also the time that you served in the military. Thank you for your service, for one. Um, And thank you to all of you who are serving right now. And if you're not in the military, think of ways that you can volunteer to serve someone in the military. Be that extra helpmate that comes alongside while a family member is deployed. Be sure to download the Bridge mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend and provide feedback and suggest other show topics for us when you email us at podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can get complete show notes on our website at 887thebridge.com. 